0: What's up, guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We have a Saturday edition, day ahead of the game uh, podcast here for you. I think it's a really, really good one with a great Eagles guest. Before we get to that, a reminder, things up at the OBR, okay? I always got to talk about what we have going on on the website on a day-to-day basis. We have your usual recap of what happened at camp, and we're going to talk about that from an Eagles perspective here in just a bit, but Fred Greetham recapped everything that you could conceivably need to know about what happened from the Browns' side at camp's second joint practice with the Eagles. Corey Kinnan wrote up a scouting notebook looking at center targets, also covering more on center targets, four options to replace starting center Nick Harris, Andrew Spade wrote on that, and then Browns cash by spending uh Brown's cash spending by position, I should say. Jack Duffin's been running a series on that. He put up the safeties, uh, which is an interesting room that could transition before we know it. So uh, if you missed yesterday's podcast, did that one with Brad Ward. Close a chapter on Deshaun Watson versus the NFL. Not going to talk about it again. The decision has been made, 11 games, and I covered every angle I could conceivably think of in that uh, podcast. So that is done and final. If you want to listen to that, feel free to go back and check it out. Today, we're going to focus on all things evaluation from an outside cleveland perspective at two days of browns eagles joint practice excited about that got a great guest and uh, then we talk about a little bit of the Eagles season preview some popular coaching names they have on staff especially one with the cleveland connection and then lastly some things to watch for in this preseason game including just how much rookie defensive tackle jordan davis who's a pretty big uh, you know, a pretty big part of what the Eagles are going to do this year in a stud first rounder that was interesting to me how the Browns kept their first rounders. He, uh, we want to get a feel for how much he's going to play. So we have Fran Duffy on, who's connected to the Eagles, does film work for them. He's fantastic. Let's get over to that interview with him right now.
1: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: Okay. We're breaking down Browns Eagles joint practices, and we all know the circus that these joint practices can sometimes be in the NFL. And I love to get perspective from people who are there. And in this case, there is no better opinion to get than one of the best X and O minds. I think covering the game really highly valued. In my opinion, Fran Duffy covers the Eagles Fran, Thanks for joining us and taking time.
2: Jake. No, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Of course. So talk to us, man, real quick. Maybe um, we'll we'll slant it from things that stood out from you in two days, either side. Uh, And of course, this is a Browns podcast. So things that you saw in the Browns, maybe as a guy who doesn't study them as tightly as some of us do, just, just players who stood out to you or performances that caught your eye there too.
2: Well, you know, for me, Look, I've been a fan of Amari Cooper for a long time. I liked him a lot coming out of Alabama. Uh, I've always thought he's been one of the more underrated receivers in the NFL just because of how he approaches the game, the way he gets off the line of scrimmage, the way that he can separate. I think he's one of the best route runners in the NFL. I thought he had a really good day today. Um, You know, Jake, as you know, like these practices, it's crazy. There's so much action going on, and I've been covering them uh, now for a handful of years. And so uh, to try and watch everything, you you walk away with nothing. And so – Uh, My goal with these has always been, okay, I'm going to focus in on one side of the ball today and I'm going to rely on uh, my partners in crime to kind of see everything else that's happening. So uh, on the first day, on Thursday, uh, I spent my majority of my time watching the Eagles offense against the Browns defense. Today on Friday, watched uh, a good amount of the Eagles' defense going up against the Browns' offense. So saw plenty of Amari Cooper, uh, some really good matchups with Darius Slay, who's one of the best cover corners in the NFL. Those guys are familiar with each other uh, over Cooper's last couple of years in Dallas. And so uh, just watching those two guys go at it, I thought Cooper had the edge early on and then Slay bounced back. Um, So that was a matchup that was really fun to watch today. But for me, coming into this week, I would say that my what I was most excited about was watching the lines of scrimmage on both sides because these mm-hmm. two teams are built very similarly in that way and that uh, they put a priority on building up the lines of scrimmage. And so, uh, look, Miles Garrett was out uh, on the day that I'm watching the the, the Cleveland defensive line, right? But uh, you have a, one of the blue chip players at the position in the entire NFL. Some young pieces that are still kind of coming along there. Um, I was pretty impressed with uh, the rookie defensive end, Alex Wright, uh, mm-hmm. on, uh, on Thursday. He had a couple of nice wins, and not just in team drills, but in one-on-ones as well. Jordan Mailata, the Eagles' left tackle, has been outstanding this summer, uh, and Wright did a nice job uh, working against him. So I think that that's a young player just to keep an eye on for Cleveland moving forward. Um, but watching over on the other side, obviously we know Cleveland's offensive line is one of the best in the NFL as well. Now uh, they're working in a new center, um, so how is that going to go for them? I thought Pochic had a really nice block uh, out in space today, so it's something that uh, they can kind of work with him. And he started plenty of games in the NFL. So to go lean in with him uh, as your backup, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. Uh, really tough to see the Nick Harris injury last week. He was a guy I had high hope, hopes for uh, coming into this season as a starter. I really liked him coming out of Washington, a really athletic center, uh, a guy that I studied and, and was really a big fan of, uh, obviously very similar to a player the Eagles just drafted in Cam Jurgens, who is now their starter, Jason Kelsey, uh, a guy that's modeled in the same way and has been doing it at such a high level for a long time. So um, for me, I would say the, the lines of scrimmage on both sides, for Cleveland and then obviously uh, Amari Cooper as well
0: yeah I think you know Cooper's such a familiar face for his time in Dallas in the east there so I'm not surprised to hear that I, I would say did you get a vibe from from Brissett and um and and Watson in terms of a different looking offensive structure when you watch them, or was it pretty similar each guy in and out? I'm just kind of curious because I don't think it takes a scientific mind to understand Watson brings a bevy of different tools to the plate in terms of RPO game movement stuff. Did you notice any of that, or was it all pretty much honed into Jacoby at this point?
2: No, it was all pretty much honed in on Jacoby. I, I wasn't tracking all of their snaps, but it felt like uh, Deshaun Watson got a little bit more of the first team reps uh, late in the practice here on Friday, um, watching that side of the ball. So that was not the case yesterday. On Thursday, I it felt that uh, Brissette got the majority of the first team reps and Watson got the second team reps. But I didn't notice a huge change in terms of offensive structure. Uh, I know that on Thursday they were heavily focused on uh, the play-action boot element of their offense. Um, again, I wasn't watching that. side but just from talking with others that was uh the general takeaway they were really working the play action and getting the quarterback out of the pocket we saw more of that today but it's I don't think as much as what we saw on Thursday where uh here today it was a lot of red zone work and you're not going to get as much of the play action boot uh once you get inside the 20 inside the 10 so um I think that was a part why
0: we got it we got to say it seems like every joint practice there's skirmishes of some kind was it a pretty clean event between the two sides
2: it was. I thought, and I thought honestly, it was really uh, spirited on both sides, really competitive. There was some trash talking for sure, especially today. Um, you know, the second day out, everyone's feeling a little bit more comfortable. Uh, you know, there were some guys that are, are, that know each other from previous stops. Maybe they were college teammates and they're barking back and forth. Um, I know that on Thursday, Devonte Smith and Richard account, were going back and forth. Those guys have history going back, not just to college at Georgia and Alabama, but also uh, to their high school days. And so uh, there was a little bit of that, but honestly, uh really clean practice there was nothing I was like oh man like this is gonna come back uh to yeah. bite somebody so um it never turned into anything more than, than just talk and guys were all smiles and hugging and, and, and clapping afterwards so uh no I, I thought it was the two really competitive days of practice
0: I love that. I love that. Let's let's uh, sort of shift over to the game Sunday. When you have these joint practices, it seems like every team has them every year with somebody in some fashion. You get the game and it's sort of a backup fest, which that's fine because there are people that need to make the 53 and those battles are intriguing all the same. Maybe not to the average fan, but to guys like you and me, we're always invested. Talk to us a little bit about Eagles players who are sort of on the border in this game. will have a really important role that that we should have an idea that's going to play a some sort of impact in making the outcome of this game.
2: Sure and uh, at this point uh, Head coach Nick Sirianni has not said Whether or not he expects uh, the starters To play um, hmm. last year in the, in the second preseason game the, the Things kind of got a little weird because uh, the Quarterback Jalen Hurts He actually went to the hospital for not, something minor But like just before the game and so That kind of threw whatever the rotation was going to be uh, Kind of into flux and so uh, We'll see exactly what the starting lineup Looks like here uh, on Saturday Or on Sunday like you said typically When there are joint practices teams don't feel the need to play their starters because you've got some high intensity highly competitive reps in an 11 on 11 action throughout the course of the week and so um we'll see uh, and I, that's something we'll certainly watch for but i think when you're looking at this eagles team um you know there, there's plenty of uh, battles on the on the bottom of the depth chart where i think a lot of people are excited you know how is the offensive line going to shake out it's a really really talented group there are some really good players along the eagles offensive front you would say the same thing about the defensive front uh who are the young players that are going to try and continue to shine there's not going to be spots for all of these players and so uh how are they going to make their presence felt you go to linebacker with uh you know it's a it's been a, a position that eagles fans have always been kind of pounding the table for more linebackers more linebackers more linebackers well, now you get to this summer, and it's it's a really intriguing group. You know, they they bring in Kaiser White, a free agent signing from the LA Chargers. He had a pick in the opener against the New York Jets. Uh, TJ Edwards is kind of entrenched as uh, that every down starter, and he's your kind of your classic Mike linebacker. Uh, was you know a big time big player in the Big Ten uh, coming out of college at Wisconsin, uh, and has turned into a really solid NFL pro. They they brought in Nicobe Dean as a rookie third round pick. He won a bunch of awards last year for one of the best defenses in the history of college football. Georgia, Uh, he had a nice pass breakup in the end zone today. Davion Taylor is an extremely athletic former third-round pick from a couple of years ago. Who has been banged up uh, over the course of his career, but you really see flashes, and he's looking as comfortable as I've ever seen him in an Eagles uniform. You have some great special teams players. Sean Bradley uh, did a great job on special teams last year. So, again, not all of these guys are going to make it, but you know, how are they going to carve out a role? And so, uh, just watching all of those different position battles uh, is going to be a lot of fun once we get to Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think the thing that's interesting is this: this roster. The game will come and go. Neither of us will remember this game in a few years, and and we're still a few years off from the crossover, unless the NFC and AFC singular game they they somehow link up the two. But they're probably looking at a twenty 24- four. Get together again, so a couple years away but i I look at this Eagles roster, and I kind of want to give the, the the fans of this pod an idea of someone's perspective close to it and I just see so many names that are it's a fun roster i mean like not not to mention some of the top line names that have been there forever Fletcher Cox, brandon Graham, you mentioned jason Kelsey you know it's a it's a fantastic skill group now with a j brown and uh, Devonte Smith, I continue to hear about his uh, development. Lane Johnson, all these guys, but you know, Zach McPherson, guys who are draft guys that we were really into. Milton Williams, it's got it's got a ton of potential here. So like, what what is the outlook? Is is the outlook? I don't, I haven't really even looked what the over under is. Is it is is it a roster that it goes as far as Jalen Hurts takes them, or or do they have enough here that if Jalen struggles to figure out some things to launch to the next level, they are still like we got to make the playoffs or bust in this
2: situation. I mean, this is a team that made the playoffs last year, uh, and obviously they really kind of warped the way that they were playing, both on offense and on defense, uh, midway through the season. They started two and five, uh, and they went on a long stretch. I believe they won six of seven, if my memory serves, uh, down the stretch and made it into the playoffs. Uh, And I think when you look at the way that this team is built, this team got better in every facet uh, along pretty much every single position group uh, this off season. And so there's no reason to think that this is not a team that is going to compete uh, for playoffs. This is a, a really talented group. Uh, I think it all starts at the line of scrimmage. And I mentioned that earlier, uh, the offensive line, one of the best in the league, the defensive line, one of the best in the league, the skill position group. It's going to be one of the, I would be, I would be shocked if you could tell me five uh, sets of uh, pass catchers that are more impressive at the top three than AJ yeah. Brown, Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard, who he, uh, yeah. This is the first time he's going into a season where he's the number one tight end on the depth chart, uh, and since he came out of South Dakota State a couple of years ago, I have always contended that he is one of the most talented players at the position in the entire league. And so, I think when you look at this group, there's a lot to be excited about. Uh, you're hoping that you can still see some jumps from some young players because there are some older players that you alluded to. But I think when you start to see uh, and the, the the draft class that I always point to, and it's funny because if we are in a, a society now we are in a culture as, as fans. Where we want rookies to come in right off the bat and reach their potential, you got to be a. If we draft you the first round, you have to be a Pro Bowler year one or by year two. Well, if I when I look back at this 2018 draft class for the Eagles, and you see guys like Dallas Goddard, you see guys like Josh Sweat, you see Jordan Mailata, you see uh, Avante Maddox, right? All of those guys were in the same draft classes, one of the better draft classes from any team in the last three, four, five years. All of them took a huge jump in year three. And so when I look at this team and say, all right, well, you know, maybe not just the year three guys that were in the 2020 class, but when I look at uh, the guys that were in the 21 class or the 19 class like that, there are plenty of examples of guys where like, yeah, if, if this guy makes another jump, this team is really cooking with gas. And, and Jalen Hurts is a part of that. They're, they're really putting him in a position to be able to succeed this year. Again, I mentioned the offensive line and the weapons, but the way that they are catering things to him, he is, it is full steam ahead here with number one. And for what it's worth, he looked really sharp here in two days of practice in Cleveland. I was I was, uh, I was uh, w- focusing in on the offense on Thursday, and one-on-one periods, I, I think one ball hit the ground. The first team period, no balls hit the ground. Uh, I thought Cleveland really kind of tightened things up and forced him to run around a little bit as practice wore on, but J- Jalen has just looked so, so sharp, and you're hoping that you can continue to carry that over. Uh, the preseason debut against the New York Jets, he goes six for six for 80 yards and a touchdown. Again, you just want things to be that clean, that efficient, you know, don't turn the the ball over he did a great job of that last year and so uh just continue to see those areas of growth from Jalen Hurts and there's no reason not to be excited about this team
0: yeah Hurts is I'm pulling for him such a good person uh dating back to, to the first exposure we got of him at Alabama so I, sure. I do hope it continues to make strides and takes off and 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 I'm, I'm really pulling for him from afar a couple couple questions as we close here, kind of quick hitters Nick Sirianni kind of confidence level in him where the, where the franchise feels he's taken him and then Jonathan Gannon obviously a San Ignatius guy in nature he's a Cleveland guy yep. uh, do you view him as a down the line head coach
2: yeah, I mean he's certainly getting that attention, right? Uh, getting the uh, the interviews that he got last year. Um, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Gannon and what he's bringing to the table. I'm excited to see the, this entire defense going into year two of this scheme because it is very different from the scheme that they ran for a handful of years under Jim Schwartz, where it was mm-hmm. that attacking wide nine, like everybody get upfield. Um, you know, there's some similarities, but uh, I think when you look at the way that they play the front, it's very, very different. And so, just continuing to see those guys evolve here in, in year two, I think will be big, but. As far as Nick Sirianni, I mean, the, the one thing that everybody likes to say, uh, you know, when you have a good head coach, uh, the team kind of takes on that image of that head coach. And yeah. I think that it's not an accident that this is now the third set of, of joint practices I've seen uh, with the Eagles. We'll get another one next week uh, down in Miami. So uh, we, we've got a, it'll be four sets of joint practices in two years. And I would say, like walking away from the, the, this joint practice today, the Eagles looked like the better team. It looked, looked like the more competitive team. They played with more juice and more energy throughout the course of the week. And uh, that is Nick Sirianni like to a T. This guy is just nothing but energy, uh, nothing but competitiveness. That is something that he preaches. It is one of his staples of his program. Uh, and that's something I think that kind of comes through with the way that his team takes the field every single day.
0: Yeah, it'd be fascinating to see how he handles year two. A lot of good vibes coming off the playoff run last year. And again, we all know these Vegas odds, they just mean everything out there, but it is the most favorable schedule according to Vegas win total. So that also should help the situation. Two quick hitters as we close, and they can be as quick as you want. Jordan Davis, we're all enamored. We all yeah. loved him. Is he going to get a lot of time in this one for Cleveland fans up
2: close? My guess is we'll see plenty. Um, you know, I don't know how, like, I should say, let's def- redefine plenty. I don't know what that what that exactly looks like. Last week against uh, the Jets, I want to say he played something like 12, 15 snaps. I don't have the snap counts in front of me. Um, my guess is it would be something similar. But, again, we just don't know uh, what that's going to look like. The Eagles play a lot of defensive linemen. It is, like... Full hockey changes uh, of guys in and out of the lineup. I, they play so many different packages up front. They'll go anywhere from three down, four down, five down, and guys are lining up inside and outside. Uh, Jordan Davis is pretty much solidified right in the middle as a nose tackle, uh, but he plays in a number of different packages. And so uh, my guess is we'll see. We'll get a little bit of a taste of him, uh, but I don't think that he'll play too much uh, into the first quarter of this game.
0: Yeah, I, I would. I would love to see him get some opportunities if the Browns do. Like last week, they started why teller i would just love to see some of those one-on-ones there in, in live action so we'll keep our eye closely paying attention to snaps of jordan davis last question is the running back situation miles sanders kenneth gainwell there's talent there clearly is there any and we're just talking about teams that would fit here is there any mild to to minimum interest in a kareem hunt deal could you see that being a thing that would benefit anybody because kareem's kind of got his foot out the door uh, for obvious reasons and of no fault of his own, just a weird running back situation in Cleveland where there's so much talent behind him and he can't get paid. So I would just be curious as the Eagles, I look at one of the potential contenders who might be looking to bolster. So I didn't know if there's anything like that out there.
2: Yeah, I think that the Eagles are pretty happy uh, with the running back room right now. Um, they've they've dealt with some injuries here in the summer. Miles Sanders, right now, nursing, a, I, I believe, a hamstring injury of his own. Uh, Kenny Gainwell just got back into the lineup. Boston Scott just got back into the lineup. So uh, I think overall, maybe there's not like that power back, like that, you know, the, the size, that hammer between the tackles, you know, what they've had in Jordan Howard over the last couple of years. But uh, this is a team that was really productive on the ground last year, and uh, they have guys that can fit a number of different roles. Gainwell uh, was a really good good two minute back and and was a really good goal line back for all intents and purposes you wouldn't expect that considering his size but i believe he scored eight touchdowns uh last year as a rookie and uh, for a guy that small uh he just shows a knack for being able to navigate through traffic and he's going to have a role in this offense And the same with boston scott because whenever boston scott has got an opportunity he's been productive and not just as like a oh he's like a tiny fun scat back like no like downhill he runs hard uh he makes people miss he's got a nose for the end zone he makes some great catches he's got had some outstanding receptions over the course of his career here in philadelphia and so uh no i, I think that this is a, a really interesting running back room uh we'll see exactly how it plays out the rest of the summer
0: well he's fran duffy he's at eagles xos on twitter you should you should be following him automatically if you want to pay attention to some analysis that is not from a cleveland perspective after this game follow his Twitter account, his Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Also does Journey to the Draft. That's the connection I had with uh, with Dane and had to get Fran on. And this was fantastic, man.
2: Thank you so much. Jake, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me, man.
0: Big thanks to Fran for joining the show on short notice as he did. Again, it's tough. Those guys come into a different city. They're they're in a hotel room trying to find time, trying to travel the city, figure out car rides, all of that. So for him to get back in the room and do that pod with me and give me some insights that I think are unique to the Philly side and some, again, in my opinion, Fran is not a slant. There have been plenty, plenty of slanted uh, coverage folks that I think are doing a ridiculous part of pumping up the Eagles this year. Uh, and I don't think Fran does that. I think he, he he keeps it very level-headed. That is a good roster. Philly is a very good roster. If they play some starters, the Browns will have their hands full. And I think Philly, if they get good quarterback play from Hurts, is going to be a problem for most of the teams in that division. I think they win that division, and they have a real chance that the coaching staff can continue to make strides in the quarterback. Every bit the roster talent to to make a real run at it. That's a talented group over there, and I'm glad the Browns got an opportunity to work against them to, uh, to see what the barometer is and, and where they need to go ultimately. So glad Philly is not also on the real schedule this year. But it should be a fun preseason game. A lot of intrigue in terms of not going to see frontline guys for the Browns. We'll see about Philly, but not going to see frontline guys for the Browns. But there are a lot of uh, interesting players who are fighting for jobs who deserve our attention, and they will get a lot of snaps to get that attention. So we will be back. Again, for a quick Sunday morning uh, to get you in the routine, a Sunday morning game day pod, go over the weather, go over all the factors we know about who's playing, who's not, and some of those little pieces. So we will do that, have that ready for you on uh, Sunday morning. And then we will have the pregame on Twitch with the OBR when an hour before the game, the watch party through playback. That's playback.theobr.com. You can join that. Make sure you sign up and give your TV, TV provider. This should be a pretty good one because it's a national game, so everybody should be able to get it. It should be pretty simple. And then if you have not sent me your email... I could not get last one uh, last week's uh, show to be uh, re-aired, and it was only a halftime thing. It was a first-half experiment. We're going to do the full game, and I'll make sure to be able to email that to you. So if you have not DM'd me your email, you want that newsletter sent to you, uh, make sure that you do that. I'm going to give you that Jacksonville game as I get clearance for that game, and then the the chalk talk on tuesday that i did and then obviously we'll have this game in that first newsletter that that, like i said will be delivered to your email so dm me that email if you have not done so and if you have delivered it to me your email uh, i apologize for not getting anything out this week Uh, it's very upstart stage of getting this thing figured out and how i'm going to send it out so uh, be patient with me we'll get that to you early next week and it'll have everything that you've missed but anyway you should be joining us live if you can especially on the sunday one o'clock game nobody should be working at least i'd hope for your sake you're not working. You can join, uh, hang out, chat with us. There's a chat feature. You can come up on stage and ask questions and give your thoughts, and I think it's a really fun tool. So hang out with us. Playback.theobr.com Sign up. Put that TV provider in. You're good to go. Guys, have a great Saturday. If you're listening to this on Sunday morning, getting ready for the game, have a great Sunday morning. Appreciate you stopping by to check out. Thanks again to Fran for uh, stopping by. Make sure you follow him. Great coverage of not only uh, the Eagles, but great coverage of the NFL and the draft and all that stuff. So well worth your time. Thanks, guys. Have a great day, and Go Browns!